This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome. This is Garden of Sound, brought to you with thanks to Mint Finance. Business loans made easy. Today on the show, Amber Carley-Williams. She placed second in the solo duo category of the Canterbury Rockquest Regional Finals, and boy was the competition tough that day. She's an accomplished singer-songwriter and guitarist who's slowly been building a following through paid gigs, lots of networking, and plenty of training and encouragement through NPV. That's Nathan Phillips Vocals. But where will the rest of 2019, and more importantly, the coming years, take her? This is the Garden of Sound interview with Amber Carley-Williams on 96.9 Plains FM. Amber, I want you to tell me about music in your life and specifically uh, the first time you heard music. The first time music really was like kind of came to me was my mum and my sister played guitar when I was quite young and my brother was learning drums and my dad was on the keyboard so grew up in a pretty musical family and I started playing the recorder which was my first instrument in year three and then I guess I started guitar in a year later and then from that I just kept going so I guess it was like a family thing. Was there any overt pressure uh, to to play? I mean I, I can't really remember because I was quite young I was like 10 but um I don't know. I think it was my decision to start playing guitar. But pretty hard when everyone around you, you'd feel kind of out of place. What what else was in Amber's life apart from music? I played quite a bit of sport. I did hockey and badminton and karate for quite a bit. So I guess that was a bit different because my family wasn't really playing so much sport at that time. So I was just kind of doing a bit of everything. So we've got a musical family. Um, what sort of music, what kind of recorded music uh, was playing around the house? When I was young and my mum was playing her music, it was a lot of like Celine Dion and Shania Twain. So I, me and my sister and my mum were always listening to that sort of thing. What about the guys? Um, oh man, I don't really know, like heavy metal. <laughs> so uh, you played recorder and then you're, you're playing guitar. Tell me about the first time that you performed live whether it was on an instrument or, or vocally the first time I actually like was on stage I was I remember I was playing chasing cars I think that was the first year that I was learning guitar it's a snow patrol track isn't it yeah. yeah so that was my first guitar performance and then my first singing performance well I was basically just doing some ooze in the background but <laughs> that was like my first technically singing performance I was playing guitar and then another girl was singing and I was just doing the backing vocals, and then people were like, "Oh, Amber, you can actually, you can actually sing." So I was like, "Oh, okay." And then I just started getting lessons, and then yeah, that's how I started. And then where did that progress to? Uh, post the lessons, or more importantly, what did the lessons give you? Uh, I guess because I started my lessons in year seven, so quite a few years after guitar. From then, I'm not like a singer or a guitarist. It's like together, like I I can't really sing without the guitar or anything like that. And so now. I've just, I've just kept on going, kept on working towards it, and now I'm performing and stuff with my guitar and singing. Have there been any offers of playing with bands? A few years ago, I was in like a primary school band. That was about it. Um, and I was, I was a singer and guitarist. 
I haven't really done any band sort of stuff since then. I'm more of a solo sort of person. So there's a lot of that stuff out there. Do you feel like uh, the material that you're producing would benefit from, you know, having the, the, the full band backing? I think for some stuff, yeah, it would definitely benefit. But since I've got, because I use a loop pedal, so I can do my own like drum sort of rhythm tracks and like got the melodies and all that. So like it's pretty full sound without a band. I want to talk about influences, and uh, obviously we've gone from heavy metal and Celine Dion and you know Shania Twain and that kind of thing around you in your life uh, with your musical style, with the looping and the, the female singer-songwriter guitarist. Uh, who are the kind of people um, that sort of inspired you or influenced your sound? First person that influenced me was definitely Tori Kelly. I've she's been my favourite since I was like quite young, like ten or something. And where is Tori from? She's from America. She's she's always been my favourite and her the first album I listened to was a real like acoustics singer songwriter sort of thing and then I think about a year ago now she released quite a gospel sort of album which which was different but I definitely still liked it. It just wasn't the sort of thing that I was like singing but I also have re- kinda recently started following Yeba, whose actual name is Abby Smith, but she's she's got a really like strong voice and she can do crazy things with her, with her voice. Are there any um, uh, bands or even male performers who um, sort of inspired well, you or you dig? Ed, Ed Sheeran definitely is Why? a male. Because I, so I went to his concert last year and I never really thought about it, but all his stuff's looping, so he has, didn't have a band. And I mean, I was sitting at the very back, so I couldn't see like anything, but he was doing all his looping stuff, so it was like really cool to see, and that's when I was really like... Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Are there any tracks from any of those artists that you like to play right now? Um, probably a Tori Kelly one called "Help Us to Love," and it was I think it was a single um, just before her gospel album, so it was like just as as she was turning to that sort of genre. But mm. I I quite like that one. It's Why? Quite, it's quite a like big song, and she's really like feeling it, and it's really yeah. <laughs>
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Amber Carly Williams on 96.9 Plains FM. Hey, my sisters and brothers, it's Brad from the Butlers and the Singleton Mingle. If you're looking for a top notch screen printer for your next big shindig, then go down to see James at Against the Grain Screen Printing. He's been printing out t shirts and merch for the Mingle for many, many moons. He's an absolute ledge and he's one of the few qualified textile lords in the city. So get down and see him, you're guaranteed a great price and a mean result. Check him out on the World Wide Web, atgscreen.co.nz. That's atgscreen.co.nz. Playing host to some of the biggest names in dance music, Christchurch's D4 continues to break new ground for clubbers and music lovers across the country. But that's only a small piece of the action. When you want your next function talked about for years to come, D4 is your first port of call. With a capacity of 350 and a world-renowned AV team on site, D4's flexible enough to host theatre, bands, comedy and parties for all ages. It all happens opposite the tannery on Garlands Road, so visit facebook.com forward slash d4 venue for a better look at the action and to book your next event facebook.com forward slash d4 venue this is the garden of sound interview with amber carly williams on planes fm 96.9 amber i want to talk about gigs and you have talked about ed sheeran is there anyone else in the music world that you've seen that you thought yeah this is wicked well the first i remember the first gig i went to i was Oh, 12, maybe 12. Um, there was this guy, Dr. Sanchez, playing. and Dr. Sanchez? Okay, yeah, he, tell me more. I think he's a local musician. I'm not too sure. I don't know that much about him. But I remember watching him playing in the bar, and I was like, wow, like that's so cool. I want to do that one day. I never thought I'd actually do it, but I'm doing that now, so that's pretty cool. Okay, so what was the um, what was the lasting memory from that gig? It was pretty cool, but why? What did it, what did it leave you with? Um, I can't remember, to be honest. It was just cool that someone was like playing their own music playing covers just in a place where everyone could either like listen or just do their own thing so So with regards to your original music or even covers uh where have you played uh since you've sort of been been out in the last year or two i've started getting quite a few gigs around town so at bars and like restaurants and that sort of thing and i've i've also played a wedding and i've got a few weddings coming up too so that'll be more like covers that sort of thing people want to hear but at my gigs, I've just started really playing my originals a bit more. So it's cool to start getting them out because I've never really like been that comfortable really playing my originals in front of people. But So tell yeah. me about the promotional aspect because uh, these things just don't fall into your laps. I mean, sometimes they do. Um, what have you had to do to sort of like market Amber and get these, get these gigs? 
at first I just started going around to like some places that I was interested in and I was just like oh I'm just gave them my CV sort of thing and said I was interested in playing and I mean majority didn't get back to me but um I also go to open mic nights and then usually I can get a gig out of that first proper gig I had was at Boo Radley's from that there was someone in the crowd someone that was actually playing a gig straight after me and she messaged me later and said oh like I'm part of this organization Rattle and Strum and would like to like offer you some gigs. So you've got a few gigs under your belt um, they can't all go to plan um, <laughs> and you are fairly um, I guess uh, effects or equipment heavy in terms of uh, looping anything that's gone horrendously wrong while you've been playing the worst thing was when I was at the village in Sumner and my I was because I take my electric and acoustic to my gigs and my acoustic guitar like the battery in it died or something so and that was like after half an hour of playing and it was the one time that my dad wasn't with me and he's he's always the one to help me with that sort of thing so I couldn't couldn't plug my guitar in so that I had to keep going with my electric guitar but I was like before I figured out it was the guitar I was changing all the cables and like changing everything so it took like a half an hour out of my gig but the people there are lovely so they didn't really mind. They're very different instruments the electric and the acoustic I say very different they're both guitars how did uh, doing that whole gig solely on the uh, the electric sort of um, change the songs that you were playing? Well the with the looping I have set songs for set guitars and like if it's a pretty rhythmic sort of song, I like to use the the acoustic so that I can like chuck in some drum beats and that sort of thing. And the electric's more of a like a oh, I don't know how to describe the sound, but it's it's just different. So very sort of different. Yeah. Uh, did sort of any sort of uh, happy surprises sort of come out of you playing some of those songs on electric? Things that you thought, oh, I never considered doing it in this way. Not particularly from that gig, but. Definitely at home when I'm mucking around, I'll be like, oh, actually, that one sounds a lot better on electric or acoustic. Or Tell me, for the uh, for the tech geeks out there, what sort of uh, acoustic are you are you playing? I'm playing a Martin, mm-hmm. and then my um, electric is a Fender Telecaster, bright red one. <laughs> Fantastic. So you've got all of the um, got all the the good brands. Yeah. Um, so having to get out there and find those gigs, playing those gigs and sort of dealing with um, with issues that, that come on, is there anything that you sort of like look back um, in the, the short amount of time you've been playing really to say, oh man, I wish I had done that or maybe something that... I mean, the only thing really that I wish I could change sort of is the fact that I'm pretty like quiet and I don't know, like talking to new people is like, it's a bit harder for me. Talking to people I know, it's it's all easy and I can be all bubbly in myself, but when it comes to like talking to new people and trying to get myself out there, it's a bit more difficult, I guess. So following on from that, what do you think would benefit people like you who perhaps are musicians and maybe not so great on networking? How do you think you could be helped in that area? I guess just promoting yourself online and I guess you've just got to push yourself, just start talking to new people, start, you know singing at places you feel uncomfortable perhaps like yeah and releasing your own stuff too and like talking about it and because at gigs it's not all just about the singing it's like about talking in between and all that and I'm I'm trying to like learn to to be more comfortable with that sort of thing to get some shtick going so um uh currently what is your what is your patter um between songs 
What kind of things are you talking about? Oh, not really much at this stage. Um, I'm still getting there. It's just like if it's an original, I'll maybe talk about that a bit. It's time for some more music. Um, I always ask my guests what their favourite track is, and I know that's very difficult because, you know, we have so many, you know, whether it's current or something you've had for a while. Any particular artist and track? One of my favourite artists is definitely Tash Sultana. She's from Australia because she started out busking and doing looping and that sort of thing on the streets. And I find it pretty cool how she's, like, pretty famous now and doing what she loves to do. And, yeah, so one of my favourite songs is Notion, which I like to cover as well on my loop how do you feel you sort of pull off that that track when you're playing it um well I mean she gets really into her stuff and like dancing all over the place and I'm not quite the same as that but I just like to do my own sort of version of it yeah with the like lead guitar bits over top and yeah fantastic Tar Sultana Notion
Thanks for being with us today. Garden of Sound sponsored by Mint Finance. They've been around since 2014, offering finance to businesses of all sizes through secured and unsecured loans, starting out at just $5,000 on terms of up to five years. Obviously, T's and C's apply on all business lending. Now, the best part is Mint Finance is super easy to deal with and they know what they're talking about because they understand business and what you as a business owner need from a finance partner. Now, if you've got a great idea and you just need the finance to see it through to fruition, get in touch with Mint Finance today. You can call them on 0800 666 That's 0800 666 or visit mintfinance.co.nz. That's mintfinance.co.nz. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Amber Carly Williams on Plains FM 96. Point nine. I want to talk about the uh, original uh, composition process for you. Uh, let's kick off. Words first, music first. Well, sometimes it can be different, but most of the time it's like I'll get some chords, chuck down some chords on the guitar or the keyboard, and then from that I'll either record them onto Logic, depending like what I'm doing. If it's for school composition, I'll usually chuck down the chords and then then I usually do all the beats and all that because the words come to me last sometimes. But then if it if it's just an acoustic sort of song that I'm just mucking around with, I'll just do just chuck down some guitar chords and then put some lyrics on top. So I don't think I've ever really done lyrics first. Cause yeah, uh, you've talked about logic. Um, obviously, that's sort of like your chosen um, uh, door. Yeah. Um, when did you start um, recording or messing about with that stuff? At school was the first time I really started recording in year 11, so two years ago. And, I mean, then I really didn't know what I was doing, but now I'm getting a lot more um, experienced, I guess, with, with that sort of thing. And working on my EP as well at the moment with Marley, he's kind of teaching me the process as he goes, so I can be like, oh, yeah, like I can do that next time, and yeah. Uh, tell me a bit more about Marley. He's my singing tutor and has been for quite a few years now, and he was in the band Morehouse, but they have split. And he he's writing and recording his own stuff as well as helping other people like me record my original works. And yeah, so that's at NPD where I do my singing and recording there as well. So, mm-hmm. so you've mentioned an EP. What's the um, What's the plan for that? The plan for that is, I'm not sure when it will be released, I'm guessing a few months or so. But I've got four tracks on that one that I've been working on. The first one I wrote like a year ago now, so that was the first one that was written. And then the others have just kind of come as we've been recording. So there's no theme per se? They're just sort of collection really. of originals? Yeah, they're just some originals. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, what do you think has been the hardest part of the recording process for you? I think saying what I want because I'll listen to it and be like oh that's good like I don't know what to change and then Marley will be like actually no you can change this and I'm like oh I could so it's like it's knowing what what to change but I'm getting I'm definitely getting better at like saying oh no no that needs that needs changing but sometimes it's just hard to know I guess it sounds like you've got a tremendous amount of experience already uh, (laughs) not only in the the performing the song composition uh, but also the the recording do you see yourself potentially mentoring others in years to come or is any of that happening at the moment I've honestly really learned everything from Marley he was teaching me songwriting and kind of producing and all that so 
I I don't know if I could see myself doing that. I probably could see myself being like a maybe a vocal tutor or like perhaps guitar. Um, yeah, if I get more experienced in the pr- production, because I feel like over the last year I've definitely like learnt the most, like quite a lot. So if that keeps going, then I feel like I could know quite a bit to be able to pass on. So potentially. Now, the first time I heard you playing live was at uh, RockQuest. Um, yeah. These solos and duos were doing their uh, regional regional finals, and this is back at the Aurora Centre. Tell me about that experience. Tell me about from going backstage to, to getting on stage and performing. Well, so I was doing my original called Lights Down Low, which I had written a few months maybe prior to RockQuest, and for the upcoming weeks to that, I was just trying to find ways that I could loop the song so like when I had recorded the song on the EP it's not it's not like live and me looping it's it's all like recorded so we were trying to make a live version and I just kind of chucked down the main guitar and then put some like rhythm to it and then tried to take out some bits and put some in so it was like layered and dynamics were there so that was pretty fun doing that. And then So how does the live version differ from the recording version? The recorded version it's got like a lot of random sounds and we sat in the studio just like kind of doing some hand rubs and like random things like that. But the looped version, so it's got like the guitar and then a drum beat and then for the verse it takes that out so it's just me playing and singing. And then like the pre chorus it'll build so I'll add some more drums and then then after the chorus have some like lead guitar bits and that sort of thing so I guess in the recorded version there's a lot more vocal harmonies going on I think. Potentially is anything lost when the focus is on the the backing rather than the story that you're trying to tell? I guess so like if if there's too much going on you can definitely lose track of the lyrics and that sort of thing so but I feel like this one's got a good balance like you can because in the pre-chorus is kind of the the like main part of the story, I guess, and it's got a real high melody. And yeah, I guess it's easy the easiest part to like sing along with. So it's it's kind of the most catching part. I tell you what, after talking about this, um, I'd really like to hear it again, yeah. but the recorded version. Uh, the name of the track again is? The track's called Lights Down Low. Fantastic. Amber Carley-Williams.
cracking Fires out but you're still burning This is the Garden of Sound interview with Amber Carley-Williams on 96.9 Plains FM. Have you tried Taha Sparkling Tonic? It's made right here in New Zealand from the best natural ingredients. Manuka honey, organic ginger and kawakawa. The medicinal benefits of these three are well known, but when they're combined, you get a healthy taste sensation that's out of this world! Fortunately, you can buy Taha right now from supermarkets, cafes and bars all over New Zealand. Find out more at taha.nz. Taha, it's where you belong. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Amber Carly Williams on Plains FM 96.9. Looking out to the future, gazing into our crystal ball or however you do wish to future gaze. What's on the horizon? What what do you want to happen in the next couple of years? Well, considering it's my last year of school now, this decisions are really in my hands right now. So, got next year, I will be my first year out of school, and I'm quite keen to like keep my music going 100%. I'm not sure whether that means studying it or just doing gigs or whatever. So I'll figure that out. So that decision hasn't been made yeah, about not a, quite. a course of study. I, w- I was considering leaving Christchurch, but I'm pretty sure I'd, I'll stay just to like save some money, stay at home, that sort of thing. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but considering leaving means that that kind of thought is there. Where would you go? I've been considering going to Wellington just because it sounds to me like quite a musical sort of city, but... Me and my dad went up there a few weeks ago to look around and look at the uni and stuff and not too sure anymore. It's a bit of a tough decision, but I'm thinking thinking stay in Christchurch because here I've got a lot more connections as well with people and like like I say with Marley, that sort of thing, and he's been helping me a lot. So it might be tough if I moved to get those back. I'm sure it will be tough, yeah. but sometimes you do need yeah, to sometimes you step do, so. out of your comfort zone. <laughs> At the same time, it does sound like you have a tremendously sort of supportive uh, base yeah. in your life, which mm. is um, which is helpful. What's been the most rewarding thing you've worked on, whether that's a show or, I don't know, live performance or maybe one of the recordings? What's given you the most sort of warm fuzzies? I just think the most rewarding thing is getting to sing with people that are like so talented. Like at NPV, where I do my lessons, there are so many talented people there and at the end of every term we have a show that majority of the people sing in and yeah just seeing everyone singing and doing what they love and enjoying it so much is really nice and I remember it's probably two terms ago now there was a pitch well we call it pitch concert and I was singing with my group Amity we sang a Tori Kelly song Help Us To Love actually the, the one that just played because it's such a like powerful song it just it just felt so good to sing it on stage with with them and yeah was it a cappella um no we had we had a backing track i think yeah yeah you talked about the uh, the joy of singing with other people or perhaps appearing on the same bill i mean uh, tash sultan has come up obviously tori kelly um is there any anyone else that you would um dig either performing um alongside um or maybe supporting down the track Ed Sheeran would definitely be cool to perform with as he does the whole looping thing, and I think most other artists are with bands. But is there not another male pop artist in the world? 
so many people I talk to talk just about Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. It's just he's, <laughs> he's ubiquitous. When I have people raving on social media about a pop-up store on <laughs> K Road, and I think, oh dear, um, can't take it away from him. He's um, you know pop genius. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Ed, that's good. What about festivals around the world? Festivals. Oh. Or in New Zealand, anything that you would um, dig being on stage at? I feel like for now a, a real cool one would be Nostalgia Festival, which is a local one. I remember I went to that at the start of this year and that was really cool. Some bands that I knew of playing there and didn't know and now do know and that was pretty cool. I think that would be really cool to play at one of them. Or, and then, yeah, if I played at that, then hope for something bigger. <laughs> like, yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's been um, fantastic to, to have you here. What's the last track? You'd like to um, you'd like to play Last out today. Last track I would like to play is by Yibba, who I mentioned earlier. She, uh, her song called Evergreen, which I have recently just started playing at my gigs too. It's a really cool cool track, which shows off her voice. Fantastic, Amber Carly Williams. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. <laughs> I kissed my penny and I threw it. I prayed I'd keep my soul Went down to the river where the water bends The only place I'd known Oh, I can't see The forest for the trees So will you wait
Now it's time for a lot of extra music. Performing alongside Amber at RockQuest were dozens of amazingly talented solo acts and duos. Now three of those who stood out in my mind were Luca Landells, Rosa Caddy and Elvis Arthur. They each were amazing storytellers, and I wanted to make sure I got some of their music on the show today. I reached out to both Luca and Rosa, but no reply, so today you get to enjoy their tracks recorded as I first heard them back in May. And to both of you, if you'd like a proper recording done, just get in touch. Right, here we are, Luca Landells and Rosa Caddy.
That was Rosa Caddy there, bearing more than a passing resemblance to Courtney Barnett. While I'm on the topic of people, people who sound like people, let's talk about Elvis. Elvis Arthur, that is, who really stood out from the crowd at Rockquest with an original track that reminds me so much of Rufus Wainwright. In glorious high-fidelity stereo, here is Elvis Arthur with Waiting For You Is Harder Than It Sounds. that's all for today my guest was amber carly williams you can find out more about what she's up to by going to gardenofsound.nz and clicking on her photo on the front page 
On that page, there's links to Amber's social media accounts, most of the tracks we played today on a bespoke Spotify playlist. Please keep an ear out for that EP too. This has been Garden of Sound presented by Mint Finance. Business loans made easy. Until next week, keep well, keep listening and keep playing. Hey, Dada. Hey,